C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. And we're joined by an esteemed guest. mm -hmm, A very esteemed guest, the youngest guest that's ever been on our podcast. Um, This is my cousin, Kelsey. Kelsey, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Hello. Awesome. Well, we're going to say a few things, but real quick, just tell us um, how old you are and uh, what year you were born. So I am 12, and I was born in 2005. Awesome. So uh, we're going to talk about this a bit in a few minutes, but Kelsey is um, a member of iGen, or Gen Z, as it's also known. Love it. I can't wait to dig in. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) All right. So for those of us that have millennial moments, or if Kelsey has something she wants to share, maybe an iGen moment, the first on the pod... Um, we can go, I can start if you guys want. Maddie, I do want to hear about that, but I also heard you got a really exciting package in the mail, and I want you to tell our listeners about that. Producing on the fly, I love it. We keep each other in check. Um, We do. (laughs) For those of you that follow us on the social media, which you all should, at camp underscore adulthood, you might have seen that the final, uh piece of our swags for our Patreon um, arrived and I'm putting together the packages. So we have stickers and pens and various t-shirts and friendship bracelets and it's very exciting. So um, I know we've been promising people packages for a while and it's been slow going with all of our different vendors and stuff, but I finally have everything. So um, if you are a Patreon subscriber already, you should expect um, your package either next next week or the week after probably. I'm going to put them in the mail today. Um, and then If you want a t-shirt or you've been seeing the swags online and you would like to get in on that, it's not too late. You can sign up on the Patreon. All of the levels are there. And you can follow us on social media if you're confused or want some sort of special package, whatever that means to you. You can direct message us or email us hello at campadulthood.com. So that's my little spiel. Oh, perfect, Maddie. Excellent spiel about all the excellent swags. Um, Also, we've had people ask us, you know, they're not interested in doing the monthly contribution. That's fine. Um, But the answer is no, we don't have a Kickstarter yet. But yes, again, as Maddie said, we can figure out a special circumstance for you if you would like to make a one-time donation. And also be on the lookout for our Kickstarter campaign, which hopefully will be starting next month. Perfect. All right. So Millennial Moments. Um... My millennial moment is that I went to the Women's March yesterday. Oh, how was that? And it was very special. So I met up with my favorite podcast. I'm going to curse. So Kelsey, close your ears. I don't know how sensitive you are to cursing. But it's the <laughs> Guys We Fucked podcast, comedy podcast that I've talked about numerous times on the on the show. And Corinne and Christina, who are the co-hosts, were so kind as to host... Um, a little podcast meetup, which I thought was really great. And Christina and her boyfriend brought a bunch of supplies. So everyone that didn't have a poster could make one. So I made a poster and I got to hang out with the two gens that we're friends with. So that was delightful. And it was just really nice, like, to hang out with them who I adore and like, probably. Are you now best friends with Corinne? Um, Probably more so Christina, which was surprising oh. to me because I feel like I'm more of a Corinne. But I think um, I got to meet Corinne's dog, Alfred, which is very exciting. Um, but Christina was super sweet and she like gave us a hug at the end and was like, thanks so much for marching. And I like Instagrammed and they both commented on my Instagram and it was wow. really sweet. And Christina's boyfriend, Steven went through and mm-hmm. liked a bunch of my Instagram posts about the podcast, which I was like, oh, my God. And he's like a professional podcast and music producer he used to work for Def Jam so I'm kind of having a moment about that um but the Women's March was super great it was a similar turnout to last year which I was surprised about I thought it would be a lot smaller but it's nice to see the fervor is still there amongst the masses 
Well, I'm also sure that with the Me Too campaign, it continues to be uh, totally, you know, a very primary topic. Yeah, it was very relevant, and it was a lot less. It was a lot more focused on things like that. Like there was a lot of Planned Parenthood and reproductive rights and different. Um, you know, there was a time, a big Times Up presence in the Me Too movement, and it was a lot less like screw you, Donald Trump kind of feeling, which uh-huh. is much more of what it was last year. I think last year was a direct sort of, um, you know, protest against Donald Trump specifically. This one was a lot more just like celebration of women. Um, and I saw Amy Schumer, which was very exciting. Oh, oh that's very exciting. She ran past, I didn't like meet her or anything, but she ran past us in the parade or in the march. Um, I keep calling it a parade. I'm like, no, it was a march. Very different. <laughs> um, but no, it was just nice, and I thought it it just highlighted what a nice, like, podcasting community, and it's always fun when, like, your internet world collides with the real world, which I feel like is very millennial, kind of having these yeah. online experiences that get turned into um, real world experiences. And then I went to brunch. It was very delightful. So that oh, was my day yesterday. Okay. What did you have for brunch? Um, we had Mexican. Oh, I had a burrito. Delicious. You have a margarita. I did. As per usual. As per usual. Awesome. Well, I would have to say I, I wasn't super prepared for my millennial moment, but I feel like I did something today that is it's pretty millennial, is that I actually went ahead and with my cousin, we meal prepped all of our lunches for this week and we made salads in mason jars. I love that. Very cute yeah. and functional. Exactly. And then we also made a bunch of crockpot freezer meals, which I think is a generation grandma, but it was awesome. I think that's great. Speaking of generation grandma, not to get too off topic, but just as a quick Mm -hmm. aside, I was reading an article today about how millennials don't go out as often and they're doing a lot more meal prep and not, you know, Mm -hmm. getting drunk at bars and then stumbling home. They're doing a lot more, you know, having small dinners with friends or having more chill like movie nights and stuff like so they were there was like a new york post article that this article it was a vice article was like referencing and it was talking about how millennials are the new like grandma generation so i think that resonates another millennial grandma thing that i'm doing is um myself and inspired by some friends particularly our friend danielle whom we've talked about on the pod before shout out to Um, danielle we love you shout out to danielle woo woo um, but I've started cross stitching, but I'm Ooh. doing it from the uh, subversive cross stitch book. And my first project is for young Kelsey here, <laughs> and it is a wall hanging that says Biatch. This was her Ooh. request. So, I love that. Sassy girl after my own it, heart. I know. And then I'll be doing one for her brother that says, It's not mean if it's hilarious. Also true. <laughs> yeah. I love so, that. That is that is my millennial moment. So, Kelsey, did you do anything this week that you felt was like super definitive of someone your age? Um, yeah. So I did something today <laughs> that was while well, I was supposed to be doing my homework that I was stressing out about a lot. I spent 45 minutes of that hour that I was supposed to be doing my homework on my phone. Ah, and- yes. Do you feel like you get distracted by your phone a lot? Yes, very frequently. How <laughs> old I... were you when you first got your first phone? Um, I think I was 11 when I actually got a phone that had data. Okay, so pretty recently, within the last mm-hmm. year or it... so. Yeah. Okay, but cool. Tell her about how you got your iPhone. Oh, yeah. So um, I saved up for a new phone that I really wanted and I have the same phone as Shay now mm-hmm. and, sisters. and um, pretty much for my birthday all I really wanted was money so I could save up for it and I think just recently I think like uh, pretty soon after Thanksgiving I bought my own phone that's amazing good for you very <laughs> know, entrepreneurial we very proud of her. Mm-hmm. that's great <laughs> so, awesome iGen moment yeah. And I think just to dig into that moment a little more, what did you do with your phone when you realized that you really needed to put it aside so you could finish and so we could do the podcast? Oh, OK. So um, I told my mom. So I said so I asked her to put like restrictions on it. So like I couldn't use it. She was like, why don't you just give it to me? So I gave it to her and then I tried finishing my homework and I finished most of it. 
That's very her mature. mom has an app. So whenever she is feeling like she's a little overwhelmed with the phone or her mom decides she needs a little break from the phone or in the evenings after a certain time, she can like cut off their phone. So they could only use it for like what emergency calls and that's it. Yeah, you can use it for texting calls like you any of the apps that you downloaded, you can't use. But Mm -hmm. pretty much most of the apps that were pre downloaded on your phone, you can use. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the mom can do this remotely for the kids. Yes, that's very interesting. I like that. I feel like there's so many more things now because I'm kind of between Kelsey and Shay. So people in my middle school had phones, but we were kind of pre-data so we could text and things. And then in high school was when the iPhone um, became very popular for people my age. Um, But, you know, the capability of the phone was pretty much the same. Like you could get apps and stuff, but they didn't have all of these protections for parents and ways to kind of you know, deal with some of these unintended consequences. I feel like that's very new for the iGen parents compared to the millennial parents, which is very nice, I think. I agree. And Kelsey, do you, are you glad that your mom can kind of help you regulate your um, phone use or does it frustrate you sometimes? Well, sometimes it frustrates me. Like it, it frustrates me like when, um, like she puts a, sometimes she puts an hour limit, like four hours or something, that we can have time spent on it. But it frustrates me when I have all of my work done and everything done that I need to be done. But it's helpful when I um, have used it a lot and, like, when it's time's up and I realize that I know I have extra stuff that I need to do, it's pretty helpful then. It's good. Very nice. I love that. So I think that's great. So did we want to... um... I had Maybe one... since we're already on... Oh. I had one hot topic. Oh, good. Well, I have a hot topic, too, but I was wondering, since we're getting into the Gen Z conversation, should we do hot topics at the end and sure. just dive into the interview? Absolutely. Okay. I love that. <laughs> yes. So before we jump in with lots of questions for Kelsey, <laughs> um, I found an article. It may be a bit dated now, but it just talks about again from the huff post um eight key differences between gen z or igen and millennials um and i just thought i'd run through those really quickly and it also kind of gives some context for what we're going to be talking with kelsey about perfect Uh, so oh great so uh first uh generation z is less focused um (laughs) They live in a world of continuous updates, and they also, though, even though they're less focused, um, these guys process information faster than any other generation to date. Um, they are also much better multitaskers. Uh, they can be less focused, um, but I thought this was a really good example because I've definitely seen Kelsey doing <laughs> this. Um, it says they will create a document on their school computer, do their research on their phone or tablet while taking notes on a notepad and then finish in front of the TV with a laptop while FaceTiming a friend. Um, So that's one thing. Uh, Bargains. Uh, Gen Z really isn't into bargains, but millennials really care about getting the best deal. Because we're all Um, poor. No, I'm just kidding. Because we're all (laughs) freaking poor. And yes, Uh, Gen Z is full of early starters. um, So they're anticipating that more members of Gen Z will be going straight into the workforce at 18 as opposed to going to college. Um, Gen Z on that note is also more entrepreneurial. um, And this is because they have this great handle on the high tech and highly networked world. Um, They also are more optimistic and have higher expectations than millennials um, because, again, post-recession and they've kind of grown up with the technology. Um, They're really big on individuality, which they show uh, through their digital footprint. And we're going to talk about what social media Kelsey uses in a little bit. Um, And then it says that millennials are more or I'm sorry, Gen Z is the most global generation um, because they truly have a world view that's very broad and encompasses the whole world but fun fact um gen zers are plugged into the global world which is a good thing but 40 percent of gen z are self-identified digital device addicts mm-hmm. kelsey would you call yourself a digital device addict um yes, yes. but not as much as a lot of other people that i know that like if they want to 
play with a friend or something. All they do is go on their phones, watch YouTube. But I know a lot of people who are like that. And But I think that I spend a lot of my time on my phone when I could be doing a lot of other things. What are some things, Kelsey, that you do? Um, so, oh, this is a fun topic. Um, Maddie, much like you were in your youth, Kelsey is a dancer and a ballerina. Yes. Nice. And she's awesome. in her uh, company for her studio. Um, so she does that. And then what is your other big hobby besides dance? <laughs> um, slime. Yeah, please <laughs> describe this. So Shay has showed me some of your videos, which are really cool. But I... <laughs> I need, like, a front-to-back tutorial on, like, what is the slime? What is it made of? What do you use it for? Everything and anything I want to (laughs) know. Okay, so pretty much it's, like, it's really popular. It's not as popular as it was. It was really popular in, like, March of last year. That It was, like, so popular that um, if you went to Walmart or Target or Walgreens, glue would not be in the store. And because glue is the main ingredient in slime... Because it would be out of the stores because so many kids were making it. And what do you and do with the slime? Do you just play with it? Do you post videos? Like, what is the main <laughs> attraction to the slime? Okay, so pretty much it's, like, on Instagram and stuff, it's really popular. And people, like, including myself, <laughs> post videos of just, like, playing with slime. And what do you... Is watching watching the videos or making the videos is it just like they're interesting to look at or is it like like what do you is it entertaining like you like the look of the slime or what sort of benefit do you get out of watching these videos um so pretty much I think that it a lot of people to including myself actually it is super satisfying to a lot of people that watch it and that like play with it and do a lot of so stuff it's like it. relaxing almost or yeah pretty okay much some people liken it to like asmr oh yeah what does that stand for asmr i have no or idea like, I look it up. those but are like, like relaxation people... videos yeah so they're like when people watch videos of some, like little asian ladies whispering <laughs> um okay. it stands for autonomous sensory meridian response um and it's, ooh, I didn't even know this. A static, uh, characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. Um, and anyway, people are crazy about it. So people it. watch these videos, whether it be, you know, some sort of relaxing noise or, like, watching the slime stuff, and it just makes you feel this, like, tingly sensation. Mm-hmm. Or, like, deep and, relaxation almost. Um pretty much i think it's just satisfying i don't i don't think i know anybody who actually like tingles when they see people that play with it (laughs) yeah the tingling might be a little dramatic but i get what they're gonna get so slime just to describe it for (laughs) someone who's not as close to it basically i'm looking at it right now it's a maybe we can post a picture of the slime i'll post a picture um and it's a bucket of goo basically but it doesn't like (laughs) stick to your fingers um and what are all the ingredients that go into slime okay so believe it or not there's so many different kind of slime that you can make and it's so popular but mainly ingredients is like um glue and like borax but you can't just like add straight borax to it it has to be like a certain amount of borax into a certain amount of water. So pretty much it's like, say, a teaspoon of borax to a cup of water. And then you mix it up, and then you have to combine both of them, and it turns into slime, and it's really weird. (laughs) And I think for our older millennials, Maddie, I don't know if this was popular when you were young, but it's basically homemade gack, if you remember what gack is. I do not know what gack is. Okay, it was like uh, basically this slime. Yeah, we had like silly putty and like Play-Doh and stuff like that. But I think what's interesting about what Kelsey's talking about is it's, you know, making the slime is super fun, but also watching Mm -hmm. the videos online, which I think Shay and I did not have. Like, Mm -hmm. and all of these YouTube personalities, like Kelsey mentioned, you know, people hanging out (laughs) and watching YouTube videos. Like that was happening a little bit when I was in high school, but certainly middle school. It was not 
happening really. I remember when YouTube came out, it was when I was in middle school, like the very first YouTube video ever I watched. Um, but I feel like it's kind of, you know, you have the thing that you're making, but then it's also, you have to have this internet presence almost. Maybe not have to have, but a lot of people want to, you know, it's not enough just to play with the slime. People are putting it out into the world. Do you feel like that's kind of the case? Um, well, Kelsey, talk a little bit about your slime account and like, cause it's this whole world and there's all these things that happen where they like discount and do giveaways and oh, yeah, yeah, like kind of talk about what the slime world online is like. So pretty much there's so like many Instagram accounts you just make and sell slime and there are people with like hundreds and thousands of followers who buy their slimes from Etsy or um, Mercari or a ton of those shopping websites and um, they buy it and it's it's bizarre like there's so many accounts that do it and there's so many people who make so much money off of it well Kelsey so Kelsey sells some of her slimes to her uh, little friends at school and Mm -hmm. I think this is what's really interesting about this whole slime craze is again it's the making of the slime so there is this creativity aspect because she has how many different varieties of slime have you made oh I don't know. Yeah, so she's probably made a hundred different slimes and they're all different colors and uh, consistencies. And some of them have like little things like bubbles and Mm -hmm. beads and stuff put in them. So there's this huge creative element to it. Then there's the science element of actually getting like the ratios of the water to the borax to the glue. Then there's this online marketing element that's so, so interesting. And then it's this business element so she sold like i don't know five slimes last week and you made how much money i've made like 25 bucks 25 bucks in in a week selling like that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's really great yeah i think it's so it's really fascinating and i think it also harkens back to the article that shay was talking about where you know iGen is particularly a generation of go-getters and really entrepreneurial like it's starting so young like you know you might not be making slime forever you know in a professional capacity but having this creative and sort of business minded aspect and being able to try these things and having the savvy of you know even if it's you know on a smaller scale just with your friends but like running an Instagram account and having this presence Mm -hmm. I think it's really great sort of on the job practical experience in a way yeah and also like she's has is learning skills for how to deal with kind of unscrupulous business practices so can you tell the story about the girl that bought your slime and then passed it off as oh yes names have been changed to protect the innocent okay so let's say her name is alice so alice says to me that she wants to buy my slime and i say okay yeah for sure you can buy it this amount of money, I think it was $4. And she's like, okay, yeah, thanks. Um, I can bring it to you tomorrow. And I said, okay. And then I, I have social studies with Alice. And um, I give her her slime. And she gives me the money for it. And the next day, Alice brings the slime to school. And she lets me play with it and touch it. And it's it's fine and normal. Like same thing and then the next day Alice brings slime to school and um I see her friend Tiffany with it and Tiffany comes up to me and says something irrelevant to slime and then I see that she's holding the slime and I was like oh can I feel it and she's like yeah sure and I said um I said it's not it's different than what I gave to her she's like yeah I know Alice said that you put too much of this ingredient into it I was like "Mm, you sure and so I go up to Alice and I see that she says she says to me uh Kelsey you didn't give me the right amount of slime (laughs) and this made me really mad because I realized that for that slime specifically it was expensive and uh, it was expensive because the ingredients in it and all of this stuff. And then, um, and Kelsey had like made it so cute to give like 
She put it in a bag and put like glitter in it. And it was like a very nice presentation. And then this biatch (laughs) basically (laughs) buys the slime, passes it off as her own after she's adulterated it and Mm -hmm. made it shitty. And she says, um, I, she brings it to school, puts like all this glitter in it or, or like she makes it just awful. Like it makes me like, it makes me so mad that she did this. And then she goes on her Instagram slime account and she's like, this is my slime that I made. It's really good. Um, and I'm selling it. I sold it to her for $4 and she's like, I'm selling it for $5. And, and it made me so mad. And I was like, Alice, you are making me really mad right now. And she said, um, I think the next day, actually, she brought it to school and, uh, I was like, can I play with this? And, um, she said, she said, um, it's coins. And I was like, why do you have coins in there? And she's like, cause I sold the slime. And I was like, you, which slime? She's like, that slime. And I was like, you sold my slime? And she's like, no, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. So Alice is also a liar pants. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she needs to be pruned from the friendship tree. (laughs) So anyway, so I think this is all just very interesting. Um, But maybe that's a good segue. I mean, oh, wait, before we get off the slime topic, I wanted Kelsey to demonstrate some of the noises that slime (laughs) makes. Can you bring that over in front of the microwave and make some slime noises? Microphone, whatever. (laughs) Okay. That's a big tub for our... It's very big tub. How many ounces is it? And this is the Very Berry Smoothie. Mm-hmm. It is. That's the name. I don't know how many ounces it is. It's, I think it's like 50 ounces. Yeah. All right. Make All it right. make some clicking. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. And then. Um, so there's hours of videos of kids You can make bubbles with it. it too. And then crunch it. Ooh, crunching the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Right, so we'll put it. We'll put it. Uh, we'll retweet or re-insta, regram some of her videos. But that's an example. Mm-hmm. So you guys, as a generation, you're spending a lot of time on the internet. So what is it like when you hang out with your friends? What do um, you guys do? I'll be completely honest. Most of it is spent on our phones and the slime. I um, there have been a lot of times like with my friends when I would go swimming and do a lot of fun stuff with them that had nothing to do with slime or phones or all that stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, last sleepover that I have was with my friend that I haven't seen in a while. She was my really good friend. I've known her since first grade, I think. And um, she I was super happy to see her and we went to a water park and we kept our phones in the locker and we just went swimming and it was a lot of fun. And but there have been other times where I'm hanging out with some of my friends and we go on our phones, we Instagram, we Snapchat. There have been I think there have been a few times where I barely even talk with my friends and mm. It's just, like, going on Instagram or doing something that has nothing to do with, like, something that we were doing. Like, we would be, let's see, I think we would just be at my house and, or at their house and wouldn't be doing anything. So, Maddie, what do you remember about hanging out with your friends when you were 12? Gosh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think, um... We've talked about this in previous episodes. I think always the new technology people want to use. I don't necessarily think it's a negative if you're doing something together. You know, Mm -hmm. like I know oftentimes, you know, it might be more of a male activity than female just as a general stereotype. But like playing video games can, you know, that's a super technological thing, but it can be very interactive and can form these community bonds and stuff like that. So I think that happens. And I think a lot of that is happening on the phones. There's a lot of like, games and stuff like that um but I remember like when I was 12 I would go to my one friend's house and we would either like go online to like AOL and like I am our friends or like I am the bots that was like the big thing um to like have like chat rooms with all of your friends um or we would do like 
which now that I think back to this, I'm like, this was probably like the pre like YouTube, like beauty blogger things. But like when I was in middle school, we would like do each other's hair and then like take photos of it or like do each other's makeup just like as a fun thing. Like we weren't going anywhere. So like we would do that again. It's like an interactive thing. Um, So we would do a lot of that. I mean, I don't know. I had like a lot of friends that I danced with and stuff like that. So when I was dancing a lot, like we weren't necessarily hanging out or, Mm -hmm. you know, just lounging but we were having a good time together. Um, but I think it was a lot of that. I don't know. We I would we would ride bikes and stuff. I feel like normal kid stuff still happens today that we did, you know? But I think one thing that's really interesting that, and maybe I was just an immature kid, but it seems like their kids are putting away imaginative play a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when I was 12, I was still, like, it wasn't necessarily playing with dolls, but there was yeah. still a lot of, like, we would go out in the yard and we'd be like, not necessarily like you're the princess and we're mm-hmm. fighting dragons or something, but like, you know, like, like house. playing house basically, you yeah. know, and that that went on for a lot longer. I agree also. with that. I think it's definitely like, yeah, with the more technology, the you're exposed to so much more knowledge and information on, you know, yeah. Instagram. I was going to ask Kelsey not to get too off topic because oh, I definitely it. want to explore this further, but like, you have an Instagram account like does your do your parents like look at who you're following and if you were following something that might not be age appropriate would they ask you to unfollow or is it just kind of unfettered access that you have on social media oh oh so um my parents uh are really they're okay with me having Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff as long as I am being completely safe on it like I've had experiences where I think I was looking at my kind of stepsisters, like following someone that she's following who's also following this one person. And I followed him and he followed me, but it was just this really creep and who was like, I he was probably on drugs or something. And I, so I deleted Instagram for a little while, but my parents really, um, they like to know what I'm looking at. They want to know what I'm looking at. Um, which is mainly why my mom, uh, put that app on her phone where she can see what we are looking at. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. Like, cause my parents back in the day, they would just either make me give them the password. I mean, I didn't have Instagram until I was in college. So it's a little different, but like, mm-hmm. um, like Facebook I had in, um, like the beginning of high school. So I was still living with my parents and they, they didn't ask me for the password, but they had other family members who had Facebook. And so I had to like, if a family member added me, I had to add them and they would like watch what I, what I posted and stuff. And then every once in a while they would ask me like, let me look through it and make sure you're not like talking to some like creep or whatever. So they had to like physically either take my phone and like snoop almost, or, you know, do that sort of thing and like same with the texting like there was no way for them to like monitor it unless they like took my phone so it's nice that they can mm-hmm. do it in a way that's not like a direct affront to your like privacy and they can kind of do it on their own time and process it not right in front of you I think that's a lot better personally so f- fun fact Kelsey's mom got an email one day because she was looking at the camp adulthood website and it said that she was looking at explicit content oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do use some dirty words and stuff, but I think, you know, <laughs> definitely not, like, drugs and bad no stuff. Sex, drugs or rock and roll on here. Yeah. Um, my mom also, like, um, when I got my phone, there, I think there's a new feature on Snapchat where you can see where your friends are, and it's on a map, and it shows you, and my mom's like... When you get your phone, you're getting Snapchat. You don't have to use it all the time, but um, you there's a map, and I'm going to be looking at where your phone is on that map. Yeah, so your so mom knows where they are at all times. That's super interesting because I feel like most people's view of Snapchat is that it's for illicit things with younger kids, you know? Like, we mm-hmm. all know the stereotypes about Snapchat, but the fact that parents are kind of being creative and using these tools for positive gains I think is really interesting do you feel like do you feel encumbered the fact that your mom knows where you are at all times is that like a good thing like does it make you feel safer or is it 
kind of overwhelming sometimes. Um, well, I don't really have, like, a lot of feelings about it. Like, I can understand that she'd want to use it to know where we are. Like, um, I think she also downloaded Instagram and Snapchat to, like, see what we're posting and see what we're sending to people and see what we are putting on there. But I don't really have a lot of feelings about it because, like, I know that she wants to see what we're doing on there and make sure that we're being, like, safe on the Internet. Yeah. It's very interesting. I love this. I feel like by the time my kids are there, it's going to be like, I don't know. I'm going to have to be like inside their brains to know what's going on. Oh my God, seriously. It's going to be like body snatchers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord. So, um, I guess, well, Maddie, I have like one kind of general question for Kelsey, um, but do you have any more specific ones? I just wanted, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. I'm just like fascinated it's, it's, by the youths of today I guess I'll ask Kelsey this is always like an interesting question like when you like I'm I'm gonna be 24 next week and Shay's thank you um (laughs) Shay's in her early 30s like when I was in middle school I thought people that were just you know recently out of college like myself were super old and I always thought that it would be like decades before I got to the point where I was like a real adult with a job and stuff so I wonder like you know do you like you and Shay kind of hang out like do you have do you identify with like older people or do you see people that are in their mid 20s to early 30s and see them as being a world apart from your own kind of thing Um, I feel like, um, well, it seems to me like I'm pretty far away from being, like, in my 20s or 30s, but I feel like people that I know, like Shay, I, I don't think that we're, like, super, like, separate in that I'm so, like, far away from her. Like, I do... Is there anything Shay does that makes you think she's, like, an old fuddy-duddy? Or no? (laughs) Um, Shay's pretty hip and cool. Yeah. You can totally say it. I I won't be mad. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay if there isn't anything. I just always I, like to see the differences between what the young people think of us because we talk about you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like when she like snuggles with Benson, <laughs> like or something like that, she'll be like, "Oh, Benny, 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 boo, boo, boo," yeah. <laughs> or something like that, and it makes me laugh so hard because <laughs> I'm a dork. Yes. <laughs> like. We were watching, um, what movie was it? Oh, so last night we watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which oh, is a, a great classic. Classic. <laughs> and it was so funny, like, um, when, what was the girl's name? Andy. Andy, yeah, she said to Ben, she was like, oh, Benny, Benny, boo, 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 boo. And she was like, that's why I call Benson that. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. I, I pulled it from an old movie. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, it sounds, I don't know, it's just so interesting. Like, I, when I look back on myself of, like, being 12, I always thought that I was, like, a, such a small child. But talking to Kelsey, it seems like you have already had all of these experiences and you're using the internet so adeptly and very well spoken. So I feel definitely going back to Shay's comment about kids growing up a little bit faster, I think it's definitely happening, at least anecdotally. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess I have two questions that I, I think it'd be fun to address. First is I like to just um, hear a little bit about like how your school day goes. And, mm. you know, they have um, Chromebooks um, that are provided by the school. So they are basically plugged in at all times. And she goes to a public school. Um, so I guess trying to like to get your general thoughts on school. I I'll be completely honest. I hate school. I do not want to go. I don't want to wake up early. I don't know anyone that likes to wake up early and say, yay, I get to go sit in a chair for six hours. And it, it, I do not like it at all. I feel like our teachers must think that we have no lives other than doing our homework. We have nothing else to do other than just sitting there and going on our computers and writing stuff down. And um, I think that's something that's really interesting that you've said to me many times, Kelsey, is that like, 
you're, you don't think your teachers don't think you have lives outside of school. And I'm always <laughs> think, well, when I was 12, I didn't have a life outside yeah. of school. <laughs> so um, I feel like it's a little more, you have a little bit more of a dynamic life than maybe kids in the past. <laughs> I know. And, but it's really annoying to me that, especially in one of my classes, our teacher just like packs us up with homework every day, gives us homework over the weekends, over breaks. And um, my science teacher, especially, I really love her because um, she, you're not normally supposed to have homework in science, but she will let us, she will give us, let's say 15 minutes of class time to do our homework. And um, science homework, it's normally super long. And it normally lets us get our homework all done in class. And I really like the way that she handles homework because she can, like, relate to teachers that give homework over break. And she says, I hate so much that teachers give homework over break because my kids, I want them to spend time with their grandparents over break that they came and visited because they know that my kids will have time to spend time with them. And it bugs me a lot that teachers give homework over break and say no well you can spend time with your grandparents other times and do your homework over break and when especially like winter break I feel like winter break is one of the longest breaks that's actually in the school year and it is mostly mainly around Christmas and New Year's and that's when like all of your family is like together and that's when teachers pack you up with the most homework because you have a lot of time off school. Oh, I think that's a very astute comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Um, so my other question, unless Maddie has anything else um, uh, that I was... My also only am- follow-up to the last thing was it's oh, interesting yeah. that you were talking about the Chromebook thing because when I was in third grade, obviously, like, we didn't have laptops. Like, this was before even, like, high-speed internet and stuff like that. But my third grade teacher, she... Um, applied for a grant at the state level and she bought us all palm pilots if you can imagine what those even are I don't even know if Kelsey knows what that is it was like an iPad but like kind of like a Blackberry thing and you could do like Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a graphing calculator but it plugged into the internet so you could like read on it and you could do different um you could have them all in class and she could ask us a question and the question would be on the palm pilot and you could click your answer and that was like super controversial that the teacher was even bringing that much technology into the classroom and she was really you know I think she ended up spending a lot of her own time and money on getting them to us and now I think you know public schools are wholesale just buying computers for all of the kids to use and it's just like a no-brainer at this point and that was you know I was in third grade in 2003 so it wasn't you know ages and ages ago but it just shows you how much goes by in like 15 years so it's interesting. That's what makes me feel old when you're like, I was in third grade in 2003. And I'm like, well, the fact I that was Kelsey was born in what? 2005? Yeah. 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 That's crazy to me. I'm like, there, anyone born after 2000, I'm like, that's not even a real age. <laughs> but. Um, and this is always where I like to talk about how, yes, you had Palm Pilots and you have Chromebooks. Well, when I was in high school, we still took typing class on typewriters. So, <laughs> good times. Seriously. Oh. Yeah. Ancient. Ancient. <laughs> um, so, my, my last question that I had is I always like to ask kids these days, so what's the, like, who you're crushing on? What's the boy-girl situation in the middle school? Um, yeah, give us the hot gossip. Give us the hot gossip. Okay, so it bugs me so much when kids in my grade date. Like, Why does it bug you? I, I'll be completely honest. I don't have a crush on anybody. I feel like every single boy That's good. In Boys are disgusting school, in middle school. Trash. Trash. Every single boy in middle school, like especially in middle school, they're just going through their worst dates and they look ugly and they're acting like jerks. And every single person, or I know so many people that date and they don't date because they want to be together. They don't date because they actually like want to be together they want to go places together they date just to date and just because they think that they're cool 
and that is really annoying to me. And what, and, what uh, like, wh- how many of your friends are, like, dating, would you say? Would you say it's the majority, or would you say the majority are people like you who are kind of like, nah, I'm not into that right now? I feel like the majority of my friends, or at least the majority of my really good friends, think it's stupid that so many kids who are pretty much babies, like, I would say if I started dating, I would... I am would be like I would be like insane to start dating right now. What do like, you, what does dating even now. look like in middle school? In middle school it's holding hands and FaceTiming. Like Oh, oh. the FaceTime, that's interesting. Yeah. And like it's like it's Do they like, go on real dates? Like do their parent cuz you can't drive obviously. Like do their parents like yeah take them to dinner and like the movies and stuff because that's what it was Honestly, like for me so many people that i know their parents don't know about it oh I scandal know. camp adulthood exclusive kelsey yeah. blowing up the middle school with the hot gossip <laughs> all the kids are getting no i'm just kidding <laughs> but like there are so many kids that are like my parents don't know that i'm dating a boy but that's okay because i can just see them at school mm. and it's really annoying to me because (coughs) because um uh well first there people who are dating are really really young for that and dating to them is having them on your phone facetiming having their instagram and having their like their username or something as like honey boo boo bear or something boo boo bear (laughs) like and my friend, I'm making up her name again. Her name is Stacy, let's say. And she's a pretty good friend of mine. Um, but I feel like she thinks that we're, like, way better friends than we are. And, like, I feel bad for saying that. But, like, I don't think we're super good friends. But I feel like she thinks that we're, like, really good friends. And But um, she has a boyfriend. And she, in her... All of her contacts, his name is Babe with a heart next to it. She Babe? Ca- yeah, I know. Oh, cow passe. I know. She calls him Babe. He says, like, hi, sweet, and stuff. And it's really annoying to me that people do that and thinking that they're cool, like, they have all these groups, and so it's annoying. When do you think is a good age to start dating? I feel like eighth grade. Like seventh grade at the least, mm-hmm. and like, but um, I feel like seventh grade is like young, and then eighth grade and high school is okay. okay. Like I don't feel uncomfortable that Jackson has a girlfriend. Yes, Jackson is Kelsey's brother. Uh, also, and what grade is he in? <laughs> what grade is Jackson in? He is in ninth grade. He's a freshman just this year. And he's dating an older woman, a 10th grader. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, I think no one should date until they're like 35, personally. But (laughs) not interesting. Um, Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like middle school is a little young. Hold on, there's like a some sort of ambulance situation outside. Okay. Um, It was like very loud. Um, But yeah, I feel like middle school... I never, like, dated in middle school. My first, like, boyfriend was in 10th grade. And Mm -hmm. even then, I couldn't drive. And so when we would go on dates, my mom would, like, drive us and pick us up. Or if we were, like, hanging out at home, um, you know, my parents would always, like, be there. Like, they would be in the next room or they would, like, be in the room with us. Like, there was always a parent around. And we Mm -hmm. didn't have social media we didn't have FaceTime, like, I had a flip phone, so, like, we could text, but, like, there was none of this clandestine FaceTime situation, mm-hmm. and even that, like, to me, like, looking back on it, I'm, like, the logistics of it was just so difficult, like, when you can't drive a car, it's just, like, you know, oh, totally. how deep of a relationship can you really have, so, but, yeah, I feel like eighth, ninth grade, that's, like, a good time to start exploring that kind of stuff, if I was a parent. Kelsey would like to bring something up off topic. Okay, so um, okay, so 
it, it kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I just kind of noticed this, and I don't know if it's a millennial thing, but I've noticed that both of you say situation. <laughs> like, I don't... I probably like, got... Uh, we probably got that from each other. We might yeah. not be a good like, sample size for the whole generation on that one, but... Like, you just said there's an ambulance situation outside, and, like, Shay, you'll be, like, the salad situation. <laughs> I do use the it's, word... We, it's I might, funny. I might... I think I may have started saying situation. I, although, who knows? It could have been a mutual thing. Yeah. You know, Maddie's been roommates for two years. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So... That's a fun a time. Good observation, though, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. That's super um, interesting. So my last question is to bring up one of that's okay, one of um, our favorite topics here on the podcast. Uh, what is your opinion on Maddie and her boyfriend Corey getting bunk beds? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I listened to the um, uh, the podcast a few weeks ago. It was a little while ago, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> It was really funny to me that, like, he says, like, it almost, it made me uncomfortable, and I'm sorry if this offends you, but... Don't worry, <laughs> it won't. He said, like, um, uh, I think you said, like, it, he, his body is colder than me, but it feels refreshing when we touch bodies <laughs> in the night. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, too, it also makes me feel uncomfortable, so I'm right there with you, Kelsey. <laughs> So I also agree. It was a weird thing to say. So you think they should get the bunk beds so they don't touch bodies in the night? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to get bunk beds. But I mean, maybe you shouldn't mention that you touch bodies in the night. <laughs> yeah. I will never use that phrase again because of how it makes me feel in this moment, for sure. <laughs> don't worry about that. Um... <laughs> And I think that was the whole reason why the bunk beds got brought up in the first place, because I was like, I don't want to be touching anyone anywhere, like, in the night. I just want to be sleeping. Like, that's what the nighttime is for. So I'm totally right there with you. Do you already not have bunk beds? No, we we have a full-size bed right now, and I think um, the, the bunk bed situation has been put on hold because... You know, there is there is something nice about, you know, not to get gross, but waking up next to someone and being able to, you know, like, yeah. cuddle and give someone a hug right when you wake up. It's like a nice thing, you know. Yeah. And but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, as bothered by his presence in the bed as I thought I would be prior to him <laughs> moving in. So, but who knows? I think ideally, this is, like, my ideal situation. I would love to go with the old, like, Victorian style of living where you have... <laughs> like, the master bedroom, but then there's, like, a king suite and a queen suite where you have, like, mm. sitting rooms yeah. where you could also sleep in the sitting room if you wanted more space, and so you're not just, like, right on top of someone all the time, so that's, like, <laughs> ideally when I have my McMansion, when Shay and I get the sweet blue apron money, that's what I want. Oh, yeah, totes. Um, I think, see, see, Kelsey, what did you say earlier today about love? You are having a cynical moment. <laughs> okay, well... Pretty much, I, <laughs> this was really funny, I got angry because we were talking about, what were we talking about? She's mad that I'm going over to David's for dinner tonight. No, it wasn't about that, oh. though. It was about, um, That was where the conversation started. I feel like, yeah, but, um, my mom and her boyfriend, he was talking about, like, how he was like looking on a site for like 10 years and i was like oh my god like on a and dating said, website yeah on a dating website for 10 years wow. like did he have like a bad picture or something i have <laughs> no a long idea time. but i i think i said um you were like I, I was like dating is just a waste of time until you die <laughs> It's true. So I mean, I, if you date till you die, at some point I would like resign myself just to being alone. I wouldn't date until I'm like ninety and decrepit for sure. Exactly. But the so, point but is I, to find someone. Yeah. So yeah. I just want to highlight for young Kelsey that it's nice to wake up in the morning and give someone a hug that is not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check back in for the five year anniversary of this podcast. We'll check back in with Kelsey upon her. I love that high school graduation we'll see how things have changed <laughs> hopefully we'll be on tv by then oh yeah that'd be so fun yeah. Great. um so 
I love this. I want to do some archery range questions with Kelsey, but should Perfect. we do our hot topics first? Sure. Mine's really quick. It's it's yeah, uh, not our usual hot topic of, you know, picking up things in the news and whatnot, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to bring it up because it happened this week and it is, you know, topical, I think, in the larger <laughs> sense. But, um, and I can't believe I haven't talked about this story very much on the podcast at all. So there was a situation where my brother, also named Jackson, um, was, you know, Jackson friend of the pod loved the kid he was on tinder and he realized that there was another guy who was on tinder who was using his photos so he was jackson was being like reverse catfished so someone was pretending someone was pretending to be jackson on the internet in order to get dates on tinder and jackson had these you know female friends in college who were like matching with someone that looked like Jackson and they were like this isn't you like this guy's name is not Jackson and of course this is not your you know Jackson's usual you know witty vibe or whatever and so Jackson was like what the heck and so he originally thought it was maybe one of his fraternity brothers playing a prank on him or something and you know nothing really came out of that investigation and then he finally contacted Tinder and was like hey like these are my photos people are taking them off my bio and using them and you know, pretending to be me, what can you do? And Tinder was like, okay, the only way we can make it so people stop impostering you or whatever is to make you verified on Tinder. So what happens when you get verified on Tinder? It's similar to when you get verified on Twitter or Instagram. You like look like you're a celebrity because you have the little blue check mark. You're like, yeah, supposedly like a cool, you know, hip person. So now girls on Tinder think that Jackson's a celebrity when in fact he's he got verified yeah he did oh my gosh so so as jackson said this has affected his dating life positively no i have to follow up with him on that i don't think it's really i mean this is like a recent development as of like a few days ago so i don't know how much data has been collected but i will do some digging and get back to you guys but i just think super interesting like all of you know when we had hannah on way back at the beginning of this podcast like the whole ecosystem around verified versus unverified on social media and dating apps like once you're verified it opens up a whole new like pool of interaction with people that hmm. is super interesting so i will report back once i hear from jackson but i just thought that was super millennial and relevant told- that jackson's dealing with a catfish on tinder so. are there um verified slime accounts yes oh i'm pretty sure good to know um okay so my hot topic is just real quick uh new report millennials have ruined brick and mortar grocery stores so why not add it to the list uh but apparently there is a new report by the u.s department of agriculture um that's basically saying that our food purchasing uh habits tend to either be online grocery stores or we go out to eat so that is a fun, fun take. Yeah, so. I definitely think that's true in my life, especially living in New York. It's hard to go to a brick-and-mortar grocery store, so I do a lot of Amazon Fresh and then going mm-hmm. out to eat. So yeah. I'm fully so. supportive. All right, so shall we move into the archery range? Perf. Yes. Okay, great. So, Kelsey, we're going to ask you a series of questions, and you're going to answer them with whatever one word, one or two words, whatever comes up the top of your head okay okay uh, again everyone this is kelsey she was born in 2005 she's a member of the i gen or gen z mm-hmm. uh what's your favorite movie nemo uh what's your favorite book oh probably wonder okay um favorite tv show <sighs> oh, um spongebob yes shay's favorite oh. Uh, or uh, Impractical Jokers. It's oh. actually based in New York. I love Impractical yeah. Jokers. Uh, Becky Calvo works on that show. She like knows oh, those I guys. Know yeah. Yeah. Someone Shane, I know. Um, uh, favorite TV show. Favorite food. Lasagna. <laughs> oh, I think I'm gonna make a lasagna this week. By the way. Mm. Favorite um, slime Instagram account you can recommend to our listeners. Okay. Favorite one is. Um, either mine or someone he he has like a lot of followers but his his thing is Riggs Slime Shop and Love it's it. like shop with S-H-O-P-P-E Love it. <laughs> uh, favorite place you visited ooh um, 
Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Very cool. Um, Favorite year of school so far? Oh, kindergarten. It's all been downhill since then. I know. Downhill since kindergarten. It has. Uh, Favorite subject in school? Lunch. Okay. Um, (laughs) Favorite dance class? Ooh, um, let's see. Mm, Jazz technique. Favorite musical artist? Ooh, um, (coughs) I really like Ed Sheeran or Shawn Mendes Mm. and Kesha. (laughs) I love me some Kesha. She's a millennial icon for sure. I've seen her in concert like five times. It's great. Oh, all right. Um, any more, Maddie? Oh, I think that about covers it. I think we're running up against an hour here. So this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining us. This was very insightful. Um, Maddie, it's been real per usual. Campers, if you um, are thinking of it and you really want one of those sweet T-shirts, once again, head over to our Patreon page. Or uh, send us a pitch to be a guest, and you'll definitely get a t-shirt then. Yeah, for sure. Love it. All right. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com and you can visit us at campadulthood.com please also find on our website there are links to our patreon page where you can be a subscriber and there are many cool prizes thanks campers we hope that you enjoy your stay at camp adulthood